Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Again, our administrative local line. This area code 773-609-2071. If you want to become a part of the Mega Prayer team or you want to join the Mega Prayer team, we do ask that you do call in. If you are desiring any counseling from um, Pastor Sylvia Staples, um, we do ask that you do call in and arrange that with Pastor Sylvia Staples. Also, if you want the mega prayer team to come to a city by you or your loved one, we do ask that you do call in. If you want to also become a covenant partner with the mega message of Christ Church, we do ask that you do call in as well. If you want to contact us by way of U.S. mail, our mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois. The zip code is 60639. Again, the mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois, and the zip code is 60639. You can also connect with the ministry um, at SylviaStaplesMinistries.com, and we also encourage you to visit the website at MessengerChrist.net. There you will find the prayer wall. We encourage you to continue to make your prayer requests on the wall as well as any testimonies or praise reports. Um, there you also find the prayer shawls. We encourage you to purchase a prayer shawl for yourself or a loved one. You can also reach out and connect with the ministry via social media. Uh, Pastor City Facebook also on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter YouTube, and Periscope. So we do ask that you do connect with the ministry um, by those websites. At this time, as we go forth, I am the sister Lawanda. We go forth in prayer, and there's a short word of connection with the prayer that follows as we pray for God's sovereignty this morning and praying to understand who God is in our lives. Uh, there's just some sort of reminder scriptures that I will pray for and as I open up the scripture. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for your presence this morning, Father. We thank you, Father, because we know that your will will be done, Father God, on earth as it is in heaven. So we decree, decree and declare that your will is done this morning, Father God, in our life on this call, Father. Father, but we know that you bless the righteous, O oh Lord. For you cover the Father God with the favor as your shield, Father. We thank you, Father, for we pray, Father God, that your favor, Father God, yes, Lord, is upon us, Father, and that you establish the works of our hands, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are the sun and the shield, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you bestow favor and honor, Father God, for no good thing, Father, does you withhold, Father, from those who walk uprightly with you, Father God. But we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your favor, Father, 
that lasts a lifetime, Father, for you say weeping may, Father God, but do a weeping may, Father God, yes, Lord, in the night, Father God, or through the night, Father, but we know that joy comes in the morning, Father. So we decree and declare your favor, Father God, will make us strong, Father. We thank you, Father God, that our times are in your hand, Father God, for you know the plans that you have, Father God. Declares your plans, Father. We declare this morning, Father, for plans for welfare and not for evil, Father, to give us, Father, a future and a hope, Lord. We just thank you right now today, Father God. Blessed be unto you, Lord, for being our Father, Lord, for being our Lord and Savior, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for you have blessed us in the position, Father God, to be anointed, Father, in the position, Father, yes, Lord, to co-labor with you, Father. We thank you, Father, for enlarging us, Father God. Yes, Lord, in our spirituality, Father God, for enlarging us, Father, with a renewed mind, Father God. We thank you, Father, for blessing us, Father God, in the heavenly places, Lord. So we just come to you, Father, because you are able, Father God, because you bless the abundant, Father God. So in all things, Father, in all times, Father God, having all that you need, Father, we thank you, Father, that we will abound, Father, in every good work, Father God. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for keeping us this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for making your light shine, Father God, upon our face, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we be gracious unto you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you, Father God, yes, Lord, give us peace, Lord. We thank you, Father, for you say how abundant are the good things, Father, that you have stored up for those who fear you, Father God, that you bestow in the sight of all, Father God, on those, Father, who take refuge in you, Father God. So we just come to you right now today, Father, that we know that in all things, God, Father, yes, Lord, we thank you, Father, all your works, Father God, for the good of those who love you, Father, who have been called according to your purpose, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your eyes saw, Father God, my our unformed body, Father, all the days ordained for us, Father God, were written in your book, Father, because one of them, Father God, came to be, Father, and we thank you, Father, that our life, Father God, we thank you, Father, that your light shines in our life this day, Father God. We thank you, Father, for your word says, Father, if you then who are evil, Father, know how to give good gifts to your children, Father, how much more, Father, will you in heaven, Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask of them, Father? So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that this very thing that you have spoken, Father, that we will do, Father God, for you have found favor, Father, in our sight, Lord, and we know you by name, Father God. We thank you, Father, because we know the mind of man's plan, Father, this way, his ways, Father God, but the but your way, Father God, directs our steps, Father God. We just come to you right now today, Father God. Yes, Lord, we thank you, Father, that your word says the lot is cast into the lap, Father God, but it's every decision, Father, is from you, Father God, and we will make of you a great nation, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you said you will make of us a great nation, Father God, and we will bless you right now today, Father God, and we will make you, Father God, yes, Lord, Lord of our lives, Father God, so that you will make our name great, Father God, so that you, Father God, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, can hear our prayers, Father God, so that as we raise up the standard, Lord, we thank you, Father God, so as we stand upon the tower and watch and pray, Father God, that you, Father, yes, Lord, will cause us, Father God, to be a blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name, we just thank you right now today, Father God. 
We give on all the glory to you, Father God. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father, for we know that surely your goodness and love will follow us all the days of our life, Father God. So we will dwell in your house today, Father God. We will dwell in your house right now today forever, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your great love and blessings over our lives, Father. Thank you that your favor has no end, Father God, but it lasts for our entire lifetime, Father God. Forgive us for sometimes forgetting that you are intimately acquainted with all of our ways, Father God, that you know what concerns us, Father God, and you will cover us as with a shield, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We ask that we will walk in your blessings and goodness today, Father, that your faith will shine on us, Father God. We thank you, Father, that you will open the right doors for our lives and for our loved ones, Father God, that you will close the wrong doors and protect us from those we need to walk away from, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, as you establish the work of our hands, Lord, and bring to fulfillment all that you have given us to do in these days, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We pray that you will make our way, Father God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that you will make our way purposefully, Father God, and our footsteps firm out of your goodness and love, Father. Give us the heart of wisdom to hear your voice, Father God, and make us strong, Father, yes, Lord, by your huge favor and grace, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. For we are children of the King, for we are children of the High, Most High God, for you are sovereign, Father. Father, your sovereign reign supreme and given favor and guidance in our life today, Father God. We thank you, Father, for being able to be a blessing in this time, Father God, as you bless us, Father God, as you keep us, Father, as you save us, Lord. We just thank you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus as we come to you, Father God. Let your words, Father God, yes, Lord, be acceptable in our sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I just wanted to go over um, um, and follow through with every word that has been spoken this week and that has attached my heart from Message of Christ Church, um, from um, our ministry and the pastors and the staples and my pastor and um, everything that's connected to my life, um, all of the trainings I do, uh, all of the teachings and the the word that has been forth this week, and it comes to a conclusion that God is sovereign. And understanding what that means and how that ties into God being sovereign versus our own self-determination. So what God's sovereignty really means is if we look up the word sovereign in a dictionary, um, we will find words and phrases like superior, greatest, supreme in power, and authority. So as we look at what sovereign is versus our self-determination, we see that God is a ruler. We see that he's independent of all others. And in that definition, um, we want to explain how God's sovereignty best is simply to say that God is in control. And this is absolutely nothing that happens in the universe that is outside of God's influence and authority. As kings of kings and lords of lords, God has no limitations. So throughout my week, you know, I was seeing where I was putting limitations on um, the things that he has told me to do, um, the things that he say on earth as it is in heaven, the things that he say he will loosen in our lives and bind in our lives as it is, as it is in earth, it shall be in our lives. So 
there are certain results that I expect in my life in this time, knowing who God is, knowing that he is sovereign, um, knowing that I got to come up out of a place where I'm making decisions without God or knowing that my self-determination gets me nowhere. So me understanding the sovereignty of God, now that I dwell in the secret places of him, now that I study to show myself the truth, not to say that I wasn't, but as you go higher in God, there is a higher level of expectancy. There's a higher level to walk in faith in and knowing what you know. So as I studied more and I understood in this week, I understand that God is above all things and before all things. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is immortal. And he is present everywhere so that everyone can know him. That's in Revelation 21 and 6. Um, I also study to show myself approved even the more. So everything as I go forth, it's about God's sovereignty. And then I'll just explain my self-determination that I had in certain things and why I wasn't expect, well, I, why I wasn't being faithful over what it is that I have. And then I'll give my testimony at the end. But towards the end, towards the beginning of this week, um, Pastor Sylvia Staples talked about um, desiring God to expand. And then there was a word that tied in um, with even walking with the person in the Bible that Evangelist Howard had gave example, which was Job. And I always like it to say when we go to the go through the Bible, we find somebody in the Bible that walked just like you, spoke just like you, or handled things like you. And what I was once told to go into the Bible and see who you are. And Job was the one person that my life mirrored at that time. So to even hear that in this week, it's like now you have to reevaluate where you are. So knowing the sovereignty of God, you know that God created all things, and he holds all things together, both in heaven and on earth, both visible and invisible. That's in Colossians 1 and 16. We know that God knows all things, past, present, and future. We know that there's no limit for his knowledge, for God knows everything completely before it happens. That's in Romans 11 and 33. So as we continue to go forth, just take note, take mental note or even write it down. Um, these words have been so powerful in my life this week, this year, uh, as this is the closing of the year, but even in my faith walk, I've learned who God was. So to learn to know his sovereignty and not move in it or not believe in it or not expect the things that earth a person can be deceived. So I've been deceived in some things. So continuing to go forward in his sovereignty, we say God can do all things and accomplish all things. Nothing is too difficult for him. And he orchestrates and determines everything that is going to happen in your life, in our life, in America, and throughout this world. So whatever he wants to do in the universe, he does. But nothing is impossible for him. That's in Jeremiah 32 and 17. It also reads that God is in control of all things and rules over all things. He has power and authority over nature, earthly kings, history, angels, and demons. Even Satan himself has, act, has to ask God's permission before he can act. That's in Psalms 103 and 19. As the word also says, 
that's what being sovereign means. So in knowing that sovereignty and knowing that it means being the ultimate source of all power, authority, and everything that exists, only God can make those claims. Therefore, it's God's sovereignty that makes him superior to all to other gods and makes him and him alone worthy of worship. So as we come to the conclusion of who God's sovereignty is, and then we're going to go and look at how in man's way of self-determination has nothing to do with how we overcome this world. We just want to understand that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. But God makes that promise. And throughout my faith walk, there's been a testifying of this truth because God has proven his ability to back it up every time. When, I get in, when we get into situations, when we find that what world tries to um, make discretion for us, when we see that and we know that God is sovereign, then his promises become our testimony. So as we think about the implications of what God has promised because God is sovereign, because he loves us, nothing will ever come into our life that he does not either decree or allow. And no matter what we face in our life, we can take comfort in the fact that God is sovereign. So as we look at um, how we place ourselves in desiring God, and, and we want to understand that the sovereignty of God through our prayer, um, we want to understand why we pray and understand that our prayers of going forth on the behalf and standing as an intercessor and understanding the anointed that the God has placed on our lives in the fivefold ministry and how we go forward. We want to understand that every prayer for whatever the decision is, is all according to how a person understands who God is in their life and their sovereignty for God, knowing that God sent his only begotten son to die for their sins. This is a situation my children always bring me to the faith of God to understand that um, who God is in my life. It's like they always test the waters of my faith um, because I want to stand in that place of obedience for God towards them. So when you're dealing with rebellion and you have a rebellious child and you want to understand that uh, we know that their own salvation. They're, they got to work out their own salvation. So it's asked, like, why pray for someone or anyone's conversion? God has chosen it before the foundation of the world, knowing that um, our children or um, are from God, knowing that our children um, and we, even ourselves, were formed before the foundation of, of the earth but then you have this question of if a person is in need of conversion, if a person is not believing, then a person that um, is not believing in God and is not moving in the obedience of of his created nature as far as believing that Christ died for the sins and even understanding that, then you have to understand that they're blind in a way, meaning that they're enslaved to sin, that they're um, dead in trespasses and sin that God has, the God of this world, 
has blinded his mind that he might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of God. And that's in Second Corinthians 4 and 4. So for my experience in seeing my children and, and understanding that um, how I live my life and understanding how my life is a testimony, I wanted to know, like, why my son is rebelling, not just towards me, but towards God, because God sent me. So I looked at, I asked the father to show me, and he started showing me his heart. He started showing me how a person that doesn't walk with sovereignty in their life and a person that um, chooses to move on their own self-determination, how we only can believe in God that God decides who will be saved. But God started showing me the hardening of my heart towards my son, the hardening of my heart not just towards my son, but towards him, towards things, and it's just towards against the sovereignty of God. And that's in Ephesians 4, 18, but it says that he is hostile to God and rebellion against God's will. So our own self-determination is to insist that we sometimes think that we must have the power of our ultimate self-determination. And we tend in the situation with my son, it was like my son was like, what are you praying for me for? And he was asking me certain questions and was like, um, what do I want God to do for him? And so I found myself kind of asking questions, but praying amidst. So some of the things the Father showed me that I was praying in, it was like, you can't ask that God overcome a man's rebellion. But rebellion is precisely what the man is now choosing. So my son was choosing. Sometimes we choose to be in rebellion. And rebellion is just coming against what God has already preordained and predestined. So when we look at that, we mean to understand what God has chosen us to overcome. So when man chooses to be rebellious, that means that God has overcame his choice and took away his power of self-determination. But if we act, when we act for God to take away man's rebellion, then that's what that means. Because now how can God say what is it that we ask in the man to be in rebellion how can he say one unless he acts so as to change that man's heart, including ourselves? Change that man's heart from a hard hostility to tender trust. And in that saying, it's like we got to understand when we know who God is in our sovereignty and we know what we ask asking for through prayer. It's like, will you pray that God enlightens? a person's mind who is in rebellion or a person's mind who is disobedient so that he can truly see the beauty of Christ and believe. But if we pray this, it's like we are, in effect, asking God no longer to leave the determination to that person's will of his own power. we asking God to do something within that man's mind or heart so that he will surely see and believe. And that is, you are, we are conceding that the ultimate determination of the man's decision to trust God is not merely his. So just understanding that when we pray, we have to pray what God has asked and not what it is that we feel. Like, I, I've learned that 
our prayer, praise, and worship doesn't come by our emotions. And it has to sit sincerely come from a place and heart where we serve God's will. Um, even in that sovereignty and God's sovereignty, it enables our prayers. And um, John 6 and 65 and also 44 says, No one can come to Christ unless it is given him from the Father. And doctrine alone or doctrine of God's sovereignty of prayer, for that in the place of understanding how we go forth in prayer for um, those that we pray for, we have to understand that self-determination consistently puts an end to all prayers for the lost. Self-determination does not cover the things that, or it does not, it does not cover, but it also does not um, take effect in anything that we are desiring. We have to desire God's sovereignty, God's word, God's promises, God's um, God's way of doing things because we know that God is in control. So even in our request, um, prayer is a request that God do something. But the only thing God can do to save a lost sinner or someone that we love is to overcome his resistance to God. So that person has to literally overcome his resistance to God. It's not necessarily against us, you know, as a people, as men, because God has no respect to person. We can do nothing without God. God said our righteousness is like filthy rags. So even looking at my children and looking at the fact of, um, the rebellion as well. Even in myself, I tend to look at myself a lot when I see things that raise up in people that I'm praying for. But that's self-determination. It's like if you insist that a person has to go forth and what or what you're um, being revealed to, then you have to understand that person's self-determination then you are insisting that he remains without Christ. If if that person, you think that person has to retain his own self-determination, then that's what we sometimes insist in. And if we don't understand the sovereignty of God. But for no one can come to Christ unless it is given him from the Father. And I had to understand that. I had to completely understand that because it was one of the ways that the enemy was trying to attack me in the space that I'm in currently today. So the only person who rejects human self-determination can consistently pray for God to save the lost. And that's where we have to be when we know and understand God's sovereignty. We have to reject our own human self-determination and those of others, like even seeing a person or seeing a loved one or seeing how God sent you on assignment and you see a person that just um, rejects the fact or they don't move in the understanding and knowledge that we know and they continue to move on what is their self-determination, then we have to step back and let God show us and give us understanding. So a lot of prayers for unbelievers um, is that God will do for them what he did for Lydia. And in the book of Acts 6.14, it, it shows how he opened up her heart 
so that he gave heed to what Paul said. And it, and Paul said, I will pray that God who once said, let there be light, will be the same creative power that shines in the hearts to give light and knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ in the hearts of the people, in the hearts of our children, in the hearts of the assignments and the spaces that God has called us to proceed and intercede in. And also in 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, it says, I will pray that he will take out their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And also we are learned to pray that in Ezekiel 36 and 26 and John 1 and 3, I will pray that they be born not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And with all my praying, I will try to be kind and to teach and correct my gentleness and patience. And if perhaps God may grant them repentance and freedom from the state, from Satan's snare. And in that saying, as we go ahead and close, we just know that God uses means. And prayer is like preaching, and that is, it is a human act also. It is a human act that God has ordained and which he delights in because it reflects the dependence of his creatures upon him. He has promised to respond to prayer, and his his response is just a contingent upon our prayers, as our prayer is in accordance with his will. And this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's in 1 John 5 and 14. And when we don't know how to pray according to God's will, but desire earnestly, the Spirit of God intercedes for us according to the will of God in Romans 8 and 27. So it's just shortly, a little brief before I know it's 630. It says, in other words, just as God will see to it that his word is proclaimed as a means to saving the elect, so he will see to it that all those prayers are prayed which he has promised to respond to. And Romans 15 and 18 will apply equally well to his preaching and his praying ministry. I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in obedience of the Gentiles. Even our prayers are a gift from the one who works in us, that which is pleasing in his sight. And it says, oh, how grateful we should be that he has chosen us to be employed in the high service. How eager we should be to spend much time in prayer. And that's in Hebrews 13 and 21. So we just want to thank God for his sovereignty. Thank God for being able to have a renewed mind in his word so that we can go forth in prayer, so we can go forth in preaching, so we can go forth in evangelizing. We just thank God for touching every heart upon this ministry, of every heart upon this call, every heart that we will endure in this day that cross our path, Father God. We thank you, Father, for using the fivefold ministry, Father God, to strengthen the body, Father God, to strengthen each other, Father, as we go forth, Father, knowing who you are, Father God, and knowing who we are in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We just thank you, God. Thank you for tuning in to the message of Christ Church where the senior pastor is Pastor Sylvia Spakey. We thank you for tuning into the broadcast. Our broadcast number is every code 641-715-3670. And the access code is 420-123-POUND. You have tuned in to Mega Prayer. We 
um, ask that you do join us every Monday through Friday from 6 to 6.30. Um, and every Monday from 7 to 7.30 is our Miracle Monday. Every Sunday we do ask that you also join us for um, our morning Bible study from 8 to 9 a.m. in the morning. If you want to reach out to the ministry by way of U.S. mail, our mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois. The zip code is 60639. Um, if you want to reach out to the ministry by way of our administrative line, our local line is area code 773-609-2071. If you want to become covenant partners, we do ask that you do call in. Also, call in if you want the message or the mega prayer team or the message of Christ to come to a city nearby you or a loved one. At this time, um, counseling sessions are available. We do encourage you to call in to schedule those sessions. And if you want to become a partner of the mega prayer team, we do ask that you do call in as well. You can also reach and connect with the ministry at our website, messageofchrist.net. There you will find the prayer wall. So we do ask that you continue to make your prayer requests known as well as any praise reports or testimonies. There you will find the prayer shawl. We encourage you to purchase one for yourself, for a loved one, as well as connecting to fillyourstatusministries.com. Um, Pastor Sylvia Stacey is also on social media, so if you want to connect through um, Facebook, Twitter, um, Periscope, and even YouTube, you can also co- connect with the ministry as well. At this time, with us in the call as you go forth in your day, remember God's sovereignty over everything that's connected to you, every assignment, every person. Um, and know that God is in control of everything, every situation. And let your testimony, let our testimony just be of what God said it is, and is that he is the creator. He's the ultimate creator. He's the power. He's the source. So let us continue to move in our life as being the resource of what God has sent into the earthly realm. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.